Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another episode of The Dental Diaries. Today, I have Danny Skeen with me. She is amazing. Another amazing woman here in dentistry. Uh, CDA practice manager, now a coach helping dental practices reach their unlimited potential. Super passionate about systems accountability, like profit growth, <laughs> management, I mean, all of the things. We're going to take a deep dive um, into all of it today. I'm so excited to hear your story. Welcome. Yay. Thank you so, so much, doctor, for having me. I'm so excited to be here because I'm so passionate about all things dentistry. And I know we're going to dive more into it. I got my red lipstick on. I got my party energy on. And even though it's really early in the morning, I'm just so excited to be here. And I think we're going to have such a great conversation because every single practice doctor needs fun and energy and passion in their practice. And so more often than not, what I see specifically is, is that they're lacking the support that they love the dentistry portion of it, but they lack the support and that can drain your passion and energy. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, um, yeah. And let's, let's get into it. I love it. Well, first off, love it. Swore all day. And I wish everyone that you could see her. I mean, maybe I'll get these episodes on YouTube at some point, but I mean, you're like bringing it right now, like the dress and your gorgeous hair and like, and your lips and all, but really it's your energy. That's what drew me to you again through Instagram, everybody. Yes. This is how I have had the opportunity to meet so many incredible women like you, but it's definitely your energy is absolutely contagious. And I am with you because I do believe, um, every, I mean, everything in life is energy, right. And yes, life absolutely. Flow and fun, which is what we were just kind of tapping into a little bit surface level before we press play. Um, so, you know, if you listen to the episodes, we're going to go back a little bit, um, because you've really done all of the things, which many of us have with those of us with growth mind, you know, mindsets really keep pivoting and growing through life and stepping into kind of that next zone of genius. So you, you started as a CDA. Can you tell us like a little bit about where your passion for teeth and smiles and all of that started? And obviously, like I said, you must've been in a great office that was infused with fun to, you know, like love it as much as absolutely. So funny story. So I was about, I would say maybe 16 or 17. I had braces for many years, maybe four or five years. And I loved going to my ortho appointments. And I remember when I was about 16 or 17, I started thinking about, okay, what, what college am I going to go to? What am I going to major in? Like, what, what am I going to do in my life? And so one of my girlfriends said, Hey, I'm going to school to do dental hygiene. You know, I think you would really like it. So I started looking into dental hygiene. Um, that was a major I was thinking about. I also thought about paralegal, um, because I'm really curious and like to investigate and I'm low key think I'm a paralegal, <laughs> even uh-huh. though I'm not. Yeah, and, um, I I'm a really good investigator And, um, and so I went to some colleges, I got some information and in Broward specifically, they have, they have a very unorthodox type of program and they make you go before hygiene. They make you go through a one year certified dental assistant program. You have to graduate from that. Yeah, exactly. I always get that look. (laughs) I think that's good though, though. I mean, I, I think that would make you such a better hygienist. 
I, I agree. So that's their program. Now, again, that was over like 13 years ago. So yeah. the program has changed, of course, but that's not typical. Typically, it's a two-year hygiene program. Their program, it, it was called um, um, Broward Community College, was dental um, dental hygienist first year. Well, you got your prereqs, first year CDA, and then second year is a one-year hygiene program. What? So I, yep, yep, yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> And I have tons of friends that are my age as well. And they went through the same program as me. There, nothing had changed, but now they've changed the curriculum. So what happened was I ended up working in the summer as a dental assistant. Like I just need some cash, whatever. Yeah. And then I never ended up going back for my dental hygiene license. So that was kind of the journey. I loved it. As soon as I stepped foot in a dental practice, Thankfully, I had the opportunity to work in a very large practice, 10 operatories, five doctors. Oh I had, we had a team of 20 girls and I uh, just was helping out in the beginning, obviously. And I did dental. Uh, I, I was, what was I? I'm trying to think what I was doing. Oh, everything. I did like everything, clerical, everything, clerical. I did sterilization. Oh. I did um, hygiene assist. And then little by little over the, over like the course of a year or two, they started training me and really just, um, helping me grow in that, in that aspect. And I loved it so much. Like I had such a passion for dentistry that, that, that was just, I kept, I just, I just took off from there. So what was it about the dentistry though? Because, because like you said, you've been there, done all of it. You're in the clinical um, it's so funny. I was thinking about the hygiene. I was like, how can a hygiene program be that short? I remember spending like a year, I swear, on learning the different angles of the scalers because <laughs> I went to hygiene school too before going to dental school. So I was in, I did have a two year program um, after undergrad before hygiene. So I mean, before dental. Um, but anyway, the, you know, obviously the assisting is so, which I love it too. And I have found people that they are, you know, because I was an assistant before hygiene too did hygiene. It was all about just scaling and teeth, which I love, love, loved, but it wasn't enough. Like I loved seeing the multifaceted dentistry, right? Like all the different procedures, mm -hmm. um, which you were doing, which was great. But then if you were moving more into, you said they were training you, like how did you just love all aspects of it that you moved more into this practice management role? Cause that is so incredibly different mm -hmm. from being fast paced, moving in the back with the people, mm -hmm. like having those conversations, which is what I loved, mm -hmm. like loved, um, you know, the, the human aspect side versus numbers and, you know, money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> money no, <honey>. no, <laughs> uh, it's, to it's totally different. I, I got into practice management, I would say about five or six years ago. So before that I was just dental assisting the whole time, 20, 24, seven. And so it, it really, it really found me, honestly, I, I didn't go out looking for it. It found me. So I was in a practice, a, a large practice, and I was the dental assistant. Then I became an ortho assistant. Then I became the head dental assistant because we had four doctors, 20 staff. It was a very large practice. And the common denominator honestly, was that my communication skills, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but they were up to par. So the doctors, when I was literally assisting, were pulling me out of the room so that I can communicate with patients the treatment that they needed and help them understand, like, 
you know, this is why you need it. Um, you know, this is how much it costs. And also there were barriers. They were saying, well, why can't I get a filling or, you know, why can't you just pull the tooth? And I would just help them understand the importance of keeping their teeth and how it, by them keeping their teeth, it, you know, ultimately helps their overall health, helps them live longer, have some live healthier lives. And, that became the common denominator. They kept pulling me from the room. And I said, so I got to a point, I said, listen, doctor, I can't assist and keep getting pulled. It's too much for me. So that's when we sat down, we had a serious conversation and they said, Hey, listen, we feel that you would be a great fit to be a treatment coordinator leading to practice manager. If we invest in you, send you back to schooling, all that fancy, would that be something you're interested in? And of course I was like, so many emotions, but I was so excited. I said, absolutely. And I went back to school for about two years as well. And so the system that I learned is based off um, Ron L. Hubbard system. So it's, it's kind of a mythology of understanding patient behavior and psychology. And, and uh, so the accountabilities and systems part, like everybody knows pretty much that, like you can get that free off the internet. What you can't get is understanding patient behavior and understanding the psychology of why a patient might want to do something and then matching their tone or energy, so to speak. Totally. Because, uh, and I hear you and the reason why my practice, I mean, not to toot my own horn either was extremely successful is because we knew feel felt found how to handle objections and with confidence, you know, and listening is everything. Um, it's typically not about the money. So people, you know, like I said, in, in a practice sometimes, I mean, the, the walking out in that treatment coordinator position is, is the, uh, the light, the North star of a practice, really that the right person has to be in the right role for that. And, um, you know, and training is definitely something that has to happen. I mean, we used to role play when I have a new team member, I mean, they hated it, but they then it. like they would come back so much later, like they'd end up, you know, moving and being in a different practice. They're like, Oh my God, I can't, like, I learned so much. It just they come back and they're like, as much as I hated it, I learned so much. And it was so good. But this is fascinating for me because I didn't know that there was someone out there or a, a school program that taught this. So is this mm-hmm. person and then I and I so forgive me, I, I've not heard of this this. Um did you say a consulting? Well, it's a consulting company. They're actually oh. worldwide. Um, they're called MGE Consulting Experts. They're here actually in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. And they have something called like a power program and different, different programs that help dentists and their teams. And they have an office manager like role, so to speak, like they have a program for office managers and treatment coordinators really for everyone. And so it is like a two to four year program, actually, honestly. <laughs> and it's a dental program. I am like, I don't know why. And I mean, I know of most, I have not, I am not. Familiar. Oh, yeah. I know the scheduling institute. I mean, you know, you name it. Yeah. Yeah. I I have it, but I guess maybe because the name MGE doesn't, it wouldn't probably, it doesn't say specifically like yeah, it is. You know, I yeah. wouldn't know that it has like all. They're of- super successful after five years. Once I went back to school, so the first year of me doing like the practice management, treatment coordinator, kind of running the team, I was still learning a lot of things. But I think that year we did like maybe three million dollars in sales. And, um, we weren't done yet. Like we were just getting started cause I was still learning so much. So yeah. we ended up growing the team and my last year there, cause they ended up selling the practice. 
we hit $5 million. Wow. So yeah, yeah, that is, that is super huge. That is extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, don't, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I, I did the work. I worked the 60 hours. I worked late nights, late nights, nine yeah. o'clock. I mean, I did it. I did, I did that. And, um, but you know, the systems and accountability part is so important and critical to a dental practice, but yeah. you really can like get that anywhere, but understanding the behavior of people, of, of, of individuals, of patients specifically, that is a whole different type of ball game. So you would, it, everything, they would make a game like fun. You want to make it fun. So let's play a game. So the game we're playing, right, is um, we're going to do some role play and whoever does better supposedly is going to win this $10 gift card or it's going to win a $50 massage at Massage Envy. So you get them motivated, right, yeah. to want to play the game. And, you know, the $50 little gift card or the $10 coffee, you know, you know the drill. It, I it, do. It so itself. <laughs> You know, you and me, I'm like, why do you should want to motivate yourself to get better and grow and like do the things and, and, and steal the deal. And this is where, did you implement a bonus structure at all too? Yes, because like that obviously is huge, um, for people with growth yeah. and, and making sure that they really lean in, but, so, but yes, it makes it fun. So here's the thing. This is just my personal experience and, and opinions. What I've seen, cause you know, it's super hard to find just dental assistants, dental hygienists, team members, front desk coordinators. Humans are complicated. <laughs> I love and that. The, 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 the majority of humans, in my opinion, do yes. not have the desire to grow and to, and to, and to be ambitious and to learn. And, and that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. So maybe their motivation is family. Maybe their value is, is, is working less so that they can feel, you know, live a more fulfilled and peaceful life. Cause let's be honest, being in the dental practice is stressful. Everything yeah. about working in a dental practice is stressful. So maybe they have different values and that's okay, but that doesn't mean that they still can't contribute and yes. give their best, whatever that best is to us, but right. we need to show them how. Yes. We need to unleash them and show them how you can still be that way here and still be peaceful and still live a fulfilled life and still have strong values and have, you know, commitment and family, all those things and still be here. And so, you know, so they teach you those things, you know, and so what happens more often than not is you see practice owners, they just get frustrated. They don't know how to deal with it. And then they're just like, they're not, they're not for the team. Like let's cut them where really, actually they could have been a really key contributing factor to the team, but they just didn't know how to handle the situation. And, you know, and, and, and I see that all the time, all the time. And so, you know, at some point you have to think to yourself, okay, like what's going on here? Like, what can I do to improve so that I could really cultivate the culture and team that I want? Yeah. It's leader down. It's like, they really have to work on themselves first, obviously. And I think so many dentists get thrown into practice ownership. Um, you know, the stress, the, all the overhead, all the things like, and like I said, we were never taught that, um, so the overwhelm, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're given a team and people look up to you and maybe you have kids at home too. So you're just like office manager, take it, you know, and that person doesn't, hasn't been trained to necessarily know the psychology and how to 
you know, set up systems to have the meetings and how to do the things. And I also have found, I mean, with a larger office, obviously you would totally have to do it that way. But in a smaller practice, it's really nice. They really want your time and attention, even if it's just like a little bit, but to make sure that time is scheduled so that like every, everything's not bottled up. Um, because like you said, everyone has stuff. Humans are complicated. <laughs> Um, and it's just nice to know, like I said, that, that human side, so you can continue to, um, you know, just have less stress. And what I typically like to encourage dentists, anyone, it doesn't matter who you are, dentists, even staff members is to get support. Yes. To get support, join. I know you have a girl gang, join the girl gang, join Facebook groups. If you have the circumstances to hire someone to help support you, keep you accountable, then, then do it. It is worth every penny. And I'll tell you a funny story. So right now um, I've been having some issues with my health, nothing crazy, just chronic fatigue and things that are not typical. And I'm haven't been feeling myself. So finally I got like a nutritionist coach, Um, you know, and I'm on a whole program and I honestly had like a mental breakdown like three days ago. And it's because my body is going through so many changes because I'm changing my diet and I knew I needed the support. And so I called her immediately and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, I wasn't feeling well though. I thought I had to go to the hospital, but it turns out it was, it wasn't that (laughs) I was just, there was just so many things going on. And she gave me exactly what I needed, the support and just the coaching and helping me, asking me the right questions to help me understand what is going on. Because there was just so many things I felt and that were being thrown at me that I just couldn't give that to myself. So every coach has a coach. Every great leader has a mentor. Every personal trainer or athlete has a personal trainer. I mean, if you want to be the best, then you need to do the things that are going to help get you there. And so, and, and, and at the end of the day, even if it's like a small dental practice, just the support alone, like I said, it's so stressful dealing with the, you know, the, the, your employees, it's, it's draining. It's draining, (laughs) you know, patience, all of it. Yeah. All of it. It's draining. And so you, you need support. We all do. Every single human on this earth, I, I honestly believe deep in my bones need support in some shape, way, or form. And so that's how, that's why what you're doing, what I'm doing, what other coaches and consultants are doing is so, so critical. It's so important because it is transformative. Yes. It is transformative. Beyond, beyond. I mean, I keep, and the reason why I build the bigger structured things is because yes, I do one-on-one, but I find there's so much more power in having like for a mastermind, right. And, you know, bringing the ask the table and getting six other people's opinions on that one thing that have been there and done that thing. You want to talk about breakthrough that is transformative. Um, but, but I agree. I think that, um, people stay in it by themselves for too long. And I did too. And I will tell you until this place in time right now in my career, um, with this pivot, I did not have a mentor. I didn't, but my personality, you know, I, I, (laughs) as some people say, can run people over with my energy. I think you have that too, but what happens is we can wear ourselves out. And I've been where you have too, where I have hit a chronic fatigue where I'm like, I don't feel well. I'm not myself. I, my brain wants to keep going, but my body is like shut down 
Um, and in cases like that, you know, I've reached as well too, like the health, like, okay, let's get the health in check. I need, because what that is, is a check your own oil, right? Like check in with yourself, sleep and exercise and all of those things, because like our brain lives in our poor little body that we're like wearing out. Um, but when I got here and stepped into this, and this could kind of maybe be where you are too. And we'll get to that as you moved into this role with your coaching is, um, it's a whole different beast and there are a lot of things. And I thought lifestyle wise, this would be maybe a little bit more laid back. I have more work than I have ever had. And I am working all hours, all the time. And there are no real boundaries and I'm trying to set them, but I'm chasing things. And, um, and it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. So I reached out finally, um, I saw, you know, Facebook ad for a, this like mentorship thing. And it was entrepreneurship. And I said, I need someone that understands my brain because in dentistry, because now that I stepped, you know, into a different role, I wanted someone that just understood how I worked and didn't, <laughs> didn't judge it. Of course. You know, and, um, and yes, yeah, so I just remember watching this conference and like the Katy Perry, um, you're unstoppable. And I was like, that's my coming out. Like all the signs were there and it was a big chunk of money. And I remember thinking, oh my God, right. I'm in this new role. Like I, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I was like, I need to freaking just leap and do this. I knew like in my gut, it was like, you have to do this. And I did. And it's been absolutely transformative. And I would never be without having, you know, that person, like you were just saying, having that person, whomever it is, somebody that has been there and done the things that understands you, that you can bounce things off of that can help. Like I said, it just, it can be that simple too. You can have a question your day and someone will know how to redirect you. Um, you don't have to do things by yourself and, and sit in that. So if you can move faster, you know, through life and have it be an easier, happier, healthier journey, then why wouldn't you do that? It is worth any amount of money, right? Like that's what people, especially in dentistry, I have found, mm -hmm. and I get it. I've been there. You, you know, like with the overhead and everything else, they just don't want to spend money, but the, the money best spent is putting it yeah, back to you so that you can show up as a better human to your, your family, your team, your, just everyone around you, uh, best gift you can give to yourself. So I am with you a hundred. I love what you're doing. Like I said, my passion, people say, Oh, do you miss you know, the dentistry, of course I do. I loved it. I wasn't burnt out. I was not burnt out in dentistry. I had a deeper power, like within me during quarantine, when someone I knew that committed suicide in dentistry, literally like something clicked. And I said, Some, it is so, something is so wrong. Like I just felt a greater passion to have to step in to try to help like disrupt dentistry a little bit, which is what we're all doing. I think disruptors trying to step in to help, um, just realizing that there has to be, there's more. There's so much more. And we're just like touching the surface because there's so many people that are going into dental school over the next 10 or 15 years that are, they're going to end up becoming practice owners. I, I know a few, one of my good uh, uh, friends, he's an associate at another practice and he said one of his colleagues, he's like 31 and he bought the practice. Like, you know, his dad helped him and he's like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, he's like there 10 hours a day. And I said, man, that's tough, <laughs> but it's real. It's real and it happens every day and it's going to continue to happen. And so I think that this work is just so important so that we can help 
everyone, every single person to be able to not only be successful, like you said, but to be happy and thriving. And that's, and that's what it is. I mean, I don't know about the guys, but women that I work with women, um, absolutely have imposter syndrome when it comes to the dentistry. Yes. I see that I've worked with, I've worked with five women specifically. It's so difficult. And that's where that's where the mindset works. That's where the mindset coaching is so imperative because I mean, there is a stigma about the whole men, women, doctor. So we already have to overcome that stigma and help them, you know, just get to a good place where they feel confident to treatment plan and do dentistry, but it, it affects the bottom line. And I worked with one associate. She's fantastic. Thankfully she opened up her own practice. And I remember I started working with her and she, she was treatment planning, extremely conservative, a a little too conservative. Like the whole tooth has a amalgam amalgam filling. It's cracked. There isn't, I mean, come on. I mean, like, listen, anyone could treatment plan that too. She's like, we we could put a filling on it. So we started doing some mindset work. And I said, well, if you don't mind me asking, why would you recommend that? And she's like, well, the patient didn't want it. I could tell, but that was the story that she was telling herself. So I don't know if you know, Brene Brown, right? You know, Brene Brown. Okay. Well, her main thing and I say it to myself is the story we're telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. So after I kind of read some of her books and watched her Netflix show, I mean, that changed me, you know, just in that, because she's so awesome. And it's so true. How many times do women tell ourselves a story that is not at all true at all? Yeah, always. Just by looking. And that's why I'd like to educate about communication because communication is 90% nonverbal. So that means people are looking at your facial expressions, your body language, and your gestures more than the words that are coming out of your mouth. Imagine that an associate dentist or a dentist, a female dentist sitting in a chair, she's looking at the patient and the patient's going like this, rolling their eyes and they kind of shifted their body tone. She is reading all of that. And then what happens? This little thing in her brain starts working. And now she starts telling herself a story. They don't want this treatment. They don't think I'm good enough. They don't think that I should be a dentist. And now that on a subconscious level affects the way she treatment plans. No, you don't really need anything. You're good. I know. And meanwhile, that person was just fearful and needed somebody to like come in with the confidence to say, Hey, I have got you. Let's look at this together and tackle it together. I, you know, I understand how you feel, but you know, like, I mean, it's just, it's so good. I love this stuff so much. This is like what I, it's like. so fun. And so, <laughs> and, and again, like, you know, they teach with my training um, from the um, and, uh, Ron L. Hubbard system is everyone needs support. So that means you need support, but that also means your patient needs support. Like you said, right. they're scared. Yes. They need the support. They need to know I'm here for you. Yes. I'm going to take care of it. You know, um, I know you had a bad experience, but we're going to make it a better one together. We're in this together and, and everybody needs support. And so right. just changing the mind shift instead of saying, you know, let's say I'm doing this for a patient. I'm supporting this patient by giving them optimal health care. You yeah. know, it just, it, it's really just, 
it makes you feel better too. Right. Right. No, totally. I mean, in this, and this goes for the whole, the whole team, I was just thinking about energy and my gosh, and I'm sure you've seen it too, but wow. Like how people, the eye movement gestures, people's energy with team members. Um, I almost want to teach a course on, you know, it's like back to the, the old school, like Ritz. We college. should do it. We're teaching yes. a course on energy. <laughs> it's critical. It's critical. And people feel that. And you can have someone at hello in a second um, with, so the assistant role, for example, just by being kind and curse and just being open to receive what, you know, that person, not like, yep, like, you know, we have to take these x-rays next, you know, you know what I'm talking about. We all do. Um, and this is why with team members too, it's like, listen, you know, I understand what might be going on, but you got to check it at the door. We need to show up for our people, you know, for one another, our team members, but like for our, our people that are, that are paying us, <laughs> you know, to put food on our tables. Like they are ultimately the ones, like I said, we're taking care, be caretakers for them and step out of our own um, mind and do what's best for them, right? So get out of your head and do what is best for that, that person. So another thing about um, my experience in um, behavior patterns and all that fancy mancy is that, and that's why when I coach people, I don't know, sometimes there's men in relationships, right? And they don't, they don't know how to be loving. They don't know how to be supportive because of maybe their upbringing, maybe because of cultural, you know, maybe because some thinking. And so when it comes to team members, you know, I love, I love that. I agree. you got to leave it at the door, but if they don't know how to, then it's your responsibility to show them how right. to to display it and to train, like, like I didn't always know how, like, I'll tell you something crazy. I, I used to have an issue and the issue was I was very blunt <laughs> because of my cultural upbringing. Yeah. I would just tell you how it is. Now that got yeah. me into a lot of problems because I would offend people. Uh-huh. I would say things that were considered disrespectful. And I didn't have that intention. I'm not like a mean person. I wasn't, you know, mean spirited, but that was my cultural upbringing. And I didn't know how to be another way. So I had to learn how to be different. And it wasn't until someone helped me become self-aware is when I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually like, I don't even realize that I'm being this way. Some people carry around bad energy and they don't even know. They don't even know. I know. So this goes back to the fun factor that we opened with though, is because if you... Um, and it goes back to the leadership, create an amazing culture for your team. They will absolutely embrace that. And I mean, I've seen the transformation happen. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. It doesn't matter what has happened in, in their past, um, where they've just become, like you said, from, from bottom up. And that also means, and what I mean like with that is that like in my practice, for instance, we also did, you know, book a book positive development book every month and book like, club book club yeah you know I'm all about the book clubs yes <laughs> because there's it's so important and I think and accountability is important and if you have a tribe whether that's your team or like you know like in the girl gang yeah like someone you know you have to show up because you're going to be showing up for a meeting to talk about the things you're going to get it done yes. um and we all respect and understand there are a billion things in life and it's become so busy but time is parameters there really isn't time and again that's back to energy right <laughs> it's like 
we decide. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, growing your team and starting with that really helps um, by pouring love into them and the positive energy and fun factor. Absolutely. Um, because like I said, then they start to just, they, they just end up bringing that every day. Um, you know, that culture to your yeah. patients, the patients yeah. feel that. And right now, even at my practice, like I'm still building my team because after COVID half of the staff didn't come back because there were moms. They had like five-year-olds at home, three-year-olds. They couldn't, they didn't have daycare. There were so many factors and they weren't able to return back to the practice until this day. Some of them are still not working, which is sad, but you know, it is what it is. And so I'm still building our team because we're down girls and, you know, I've had a few interviews, but they weren't good fits. So I wasn't going to be like, I'm not going to just hire because I'm desperate because that always bites you in the bum bum. Um, but it's, it's, it takes time, energy, effort, passion. Um, and I also out like seeked out a coach too, because I was realizing that I was myself getting burnout and I myself was losing the fire, the passion because I didn't have the support I needed. And yeah. so it's super, it's super cool. It's super awesome. Um, and it, it, like I said, it's super transformative. Um, and I think that it's worth every penny and, and at MGE real quickly, quick story. Typically people go to them cause it's, it's, it's extremely expensive. I mean, hundreds of thousands, you know what I mean? We're talking like, this is like another, you know, college thing. So you long story short, I yes, look into it. I mean, they get you with the little baby ones for 5,000, you know, they get you the, but <laughs> ultimately the power <laughs> programs. Yeah. The power <laughs> ones, the big ones are, <laughs> those are the ones they really want. Yeah. But anyways, they're, they're amazing. Honestly, they're awesome. And so we had one doctor, they gave an experience it was such a great experience. And they, I mean, we had no money. I mean, there were, and that's what we don't want doctors to do when you're already at the lowest of the lowest, you want to get help before you get to that point. So she went there and she said, listen, I, I, I just, I would do it. I just don't have the money. So the guy told her how many credit cards you have. She's like, I have like six. She's like, he's like, take them all out. He's like, call every single credit card company and get a credit limit increase. Let's get this paid. And guess what she did? And she did it. And within a week, bam, transformation, transformation. Yeah. And so it's such a great story because it goes to show that when you get the support you needed, not only the accountability and the, uh, you know, the systems, um, but the actual transfer transformation that you, your life will be changed. And it's, and it's a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. The transformation in human first and foremost, but when, because I've never been one from, from money. I believe money follows when you found you're following your passion. Yes. Um, but what happens as well is the money that's well spent in yourself, first and foremost, like I said, for you. So you feel, you know, happy with what you're doing, that confidence, you know, that you have in treatment planning is going to ultimately bring you to your bottom line. It adds surpasses beyond your investment. Mm -hmm. And again, this is an investment mm -hmm. in yourself. This, um, you know, is something like I said, just even my gosh, one Invisalign gave a month. I mean, really, you know, plus some, it's incredible. I've seen a tremendous growth as well, like financial growth, um, where all of a sudden that investment is like, wow, oh my gosh. And then, like I said, the confidence goes up and, and everything just changes. And it is, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that I think in dentistry, like I hadn't even found that until like later in reflection and looking back, but 
it is, it's the solopreneurs that are really, I don't know, more so struggling. I, I don't know. You came from a really large practice. I had never been in one. My mom had a, tiny, a small practice just like me. Um, I would presume in a larger practice, there's more, you know, support, but then again, you have a lot more chaos <laughs> mm-hmm. with different personalities and such. So just like a different, you know, different type But I would say for the solopreneurs that are getting in, diving in new practice owners, yeah, don't wait, you know, just link arms with someone you, you follow, you resonate, like attracts like, and there's enough room for everyone. We always say that community over competition every day, all Absolutely. day, just, just find that one person, right. That you can like yes. lock arms and run, run with. Yes. Um, and if it doesn't feel like, like the right fit, then just keep moving. Cause there will be keep something it moving. Keep that, it moving. that will be. Um, you know, just like I said, to, to set yourself up for success. Cause otherwise you'll burn out ultimately like get sick. You're no good for no one. <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah. If or your falling. body. So they say your body, and, you know, I'm learning this from my nutrition lady or whatever. And she says, your body starts telling you things before you start realizing it. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, I started getting heartburn, I'm getting the chronic yes. fatigue and, and I just was like, Oh, well, you know, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's just, you know, whatever stressful day or whatever. And I wasn't listening to my body. And, and ultimately, you know, I started realizing it got to a threshold where I had no choice. Yes. <laughs> and Girl, so <laughs> the last one I did or two podcasts ago, we talked about this because she, this is fascinating. I, she had a total breakdown as well. And I was saying as well, in my lifetime, I've ended up in the ER. I've had weird rashes. Like I'll work to the place. I have this like weird rash. You know, you go, you go in and they'll be like, I have no idea. And as soon as like it forces me down, it's gone, you know, or something like weird stuff like that. That's the thing. Like, like you said, it's, and it's just that wake up call where you're like, okay, I'm just going to stay in the zone. I know better. But then the way our brains work, or we get so caught up in life, we start neglecting again. And so it's just trying to find that, I don't know, like you have the nutritionist, this person uh, to make sure she's with you, told you to make sure you have to do check-ins because sometimes yeah. if you don't do the check-ins, like I said, you start working and all of a sudden it's nine, you haven't had any water or really fed yourself like you should with the nutrition and boom, you know, you're, you're back down. So, I mean, but tell me, so with your, this is, I didn't realize that you were still practicing as well. So with your coaching business. Okay. So that's a lot because this is what I did when I, when all these things happened to me in my body was when I was doing the dentistry, um, you know, mom of three, but I also had my, my white hot, my, that business. And I also had Dennis Ray and clients with that too. And I ran myself, loved it, passionate about it can do all of the things. Truly, but my body was like, slow it yep. down. Starts breaking that. <laughs> yes. When you're so passionate, you know, and that's ultimately too what um, it's amazing though, because the universe, when you listen, guides you when you get to that quiet place with the answer. And like I said, ultimately for me, quarantine and the shutdown, I, I, where people were like, yay, vacation. I was like, woo, I'm going all into dental soiree. Like I, <laughs> I ran, I was in my car driving at like 6am to my space. Like, what can I build? I've got dentists in front of me. How can I help and serve? So, and I was on fire every day, like until every single night and loved it so much. And that was my pivotal point in time where I was like, and then I dreamed, like I said, and then I didn't even have control over it. Cause I dreamed about South Carolina. Like my dream manifested itself Wow. and I followed it all. 
Um, so, so I, like I said, I love, I love that when you listen, but you need to listen. Um, and sometimes, like I said, you're so stressed and you can't reach out to somebody that can see, you cannot see beyond yourself or someone can see in and then just start with those baby steps to kind of regain that strength and your passions and make sure you're feeding your passions, AKA vacations where dentists are like, I can't afford that vacation. Schedule the freaking vacation, whether you can afford it or not. I used to do that all the time, six to eight weeks on the books, every four to six weeks, you are in burnout zone. You are plummeting. You know, if you take that week, you find it, you will make it happen on that credit card. You'll far exceed, you know, financially when you get back, um, you know, to make it, to have made it work. But so tell me where you're at then you've been, are you in the same practice, big practice? No, no. So he sold his practice, uh, about three years ago, um, to a corporate. Now they were family owned. It was a husband and a wife and they had been, they had owned two practices for like over 25 years. So they, yeah, they, they built it. And the practice was in Palm beach gardens. And that practice, I think it was only open. It was almost brand new. It was like only seven years old. It was a brand new pra- I mean, everything was brand new. So about three years ago, they sold it. They retired. They moved to Utah. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. So then I worked closer to home. So then I also had a life shift. I said, okay, well, you know what? Um, you know, you know, God comes first in my life. My family comes second, you know, then my work, you know, it was kind of the work was coming first. Um, and, and I needed to reshift my values. And so I did. So I worked somewhere closer to home. I worked less hours, not working till eight or nine o'clock at night. Sometimes we had off till 10 o'clock at night. Like we're not doing that anymore. You know, I have a family (laughs) and, um, it wasn't until I always had a passion to, to help others. It wasn't until I started this office that I had helped two of the associates open up their own practices. And I'm like, why? Like, and I didn't charge anything or anything. I'm just like, I love, I love doing what I do. And then I'm like, wait, (laughs) wait, you know, um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have the self-confidence in myself, uh, or self-worth to think that I could help another individual start a practice or to coach them or any of that. But all along for the last four years, I've been doing it and they are very successful and they're, you know, and I was their support system. And so everyone needs a support system. And I didn't realize that. And then I, so then during this pandemic too, I'm like, you know what, it's just time. It's time. So I'm still working. It's only, it's only been like about a year or so I'm still working. I'm really big on, um, virtual team meetings, workshops, and speaking engagements. And then I do one-on-one helping dentists, you know, typically women, um, ambitious, motivated women to help them implement the systems. That's easy. The systems, the accountability, that's the easy part. It's the mindset. And honestly, what I dealt with a ton of dentists are dealing with the low self-worth. They, they just don't have the confidence to, to move forward. And, and it will literally overflow in every area of their life. It overflows in their relationships. It overflows in work. It overflows in everything. And so, you know, and some are not aware. It's just, some are just not aware. I didn't even realize it. I had another coach because I have a few coaches, but she was like, why are you avoiding this? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, you know, crying, <laughs> yeah. you know, the drill. And I, I didn't want to accept the fact or deal with some emotions and I dealt with them and now we're moving forward and it's, it's helped me. It's helped me. 
um, in so many ways. And so that's kind of my story. And I, I love it. I love doing what I'm doing. Um, and so, yes, I'm still working because the coaching business, it's not a full-time business, especially if I work like with one dentist. Yeah. Um, it's not like full-time. I'm not there every day or do meetings every single day, check-ins or anything like that. Are you traveling to practices or are you just doing just virtual? Like virtual, um, I'm only doing virtual. If you are local, cause like I went to a practice in Palm beach gardens, then that's different. You know, I'll go, but if it's like, you know, in Ohio or New York, I had two dentists already reach out to me and they were in another state and I referred them. I, I have tons of friends. I have tons of friends that are consultants and they're good. And I said, you know, um, I'm not a good fit. Yes. Uh, I don't have the time to dedicate. I have too much on my plate, but I have someone I know. And so that's why connection and networking is so important. And I've had vice versa. I've had some other girls say, Hey, listen, there's this gig or whatever. I can't take it. Why don't you, you know, see if you're interested. Mm-hmm. And I have, and you know, so that's really how it works. And that's why I think it's a beautiful uh, thing to have community um, yes. because that's, that's how it works. And I don't plan on, um, um, well, I do, I do plan on leaving dentistry full-time, hopefully within the next few months. Few months. Wow. Yes. Okay. But with that, um, my husband and I also own a signage and branding business. So I'll be, I'll be doing a few different things. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like my world. Yeah. Like your world. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, come, I come from a long family of uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs. So I'm the only one. And because I saw the struggle growing up, I was like, I never want this for my life. That's what was, I was thinking. I never wanted that. I mean, my mom worked day and night weekends. I mean, because she, you know, had owned her own business. It was a family owned business. And I just said, I want a steady paycheck. I want to clock in at nine, clock out at five. That's what I wanted. But, you know, as you get older or whatever, and your journey just keeps growing, you start realizing that, um, you know, just things don't work anymore. (laughs) I know. Well, serving people like. And I can't serve people working in a dental practice. (laughs) Not to the capacity that I'd like. Well, you can, but more people. I mean, that's what it came down to for me too. When you get to the point where you're like, there, you're so hungry. Like your heart is pulling you to be able to help, to help and serve more. Like, how can you get to so many more people? Obviously like a dental practice isn't, it, it's just so confined. Um, beautiful, great place to start, you know, for sure. But, and it's a beautiful thing when you're there, but I, I love that, that there are enough of us, like I said, yes, that have kind of stepped into seeing what, knowing kind of like what works and being able to be a guide um, you know, and help, like I said, help others. So I love that. I think that's fantastic that you are going to be making another pivot. Um, so that you excited so that you can do that. And when you said you speak, you speak on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to Dendry Stack Talent. Um, right now, the way that the bookings are, they typically book within like a year in advance. Yeah. So, um, so I'm applying to speak at some, uh, conferences next year in 2022, Um, And not only that, but I speak specifically on sales and communication. So I'm actually doing other conventions, like one in Vegas that have nothing to do with dentistry. They just have to do with sales, communication, and customer service. Really? Girl. Yeah. So like my whole pivoting is I want to help dentistry because I've been doing it for 13 years, but I mean, this world's huge. I mean, everything you can literally, everything is sales, communication, and customer service. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally. 
So there are conferences um, that they, they're like um, entrepreneur conferences, there's uh, small businesses, depending on, you know, what you look for. And yeah, there's, there's people that have small businesses and they have small teams, five people, but believe it or not, even if you only have five people on your team, there can be a ton of uh, clashing, you know, or disconnect or lack of communication. And then comes lack of customer service, lack of sales. Right. I mean, it just trickles yeah. down. It's like a domino effect. No, so, absolutely. So if you have the fundamental basics, the fundamental principles, implement them, help anyone does not just only to the dental practice, you can really help transform every small business. No, so, absolutely. No. Yeah. hundred. I love that. I love that. And that's the thing with, with entrepreneurs. Cause I, I've been reached out to by so many entrepreneurs and I keep staying in my lane because everyone says stay in your niche, you know, because I don't know do it. Too. I know this is your sign, girlfriend, do it, do it, do it, do it. You have so much energy, passion, sprinkle, cupcake, <laughs> all of it. And I'm telling you, it, it, it's, it's, it, you can't hold back right the the what 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 you need to give to the world and let me tell you something i so my husband and i also own a signage and branding company and um we have a team of five as well and growing and so my husband helped me understand that i said i only want to do dental he said no he says you don't understand what he sees daily on a daily basis he gets huge clients all because of the lack of the customer. I mean, basic things that you would just think, right? Like, yes. come on. You already said it. Humans are human. Compl- yeah. Right, right. And, com- and complicated, but it's human. That's not dentistry or exactly right. Dentists are entrepreneurs. Like I wish that dentists would see themselves as freaking entrepreneurs because they are business owners, just like any other business owner, but they, they put themselves in this like little box and with lack. Yeah. And like, don't invest. Entrepreneurs will invest the money in themselves. Dentists have limiting beliefs and it's so hard to get them to see past that. So we're here to say, look past it. <laughs> Let's, we're doing it. We're helping you know? them. We're looking past it. And, um, um, and you know, and, and that's okay. You know, yeah. they're going to hit a time where they're going to realize I need the help and support, and then they're going to get it. Right. Or so a few things are going to happen. They're going to, they're going to hit that part. Or they're going to start testing the waters because they're like, well, who do I go to? And then they're going to find one person. That person's not going to serve them well, right? Wasted money. And then they're going to give up. Don't do that either. I did that because I spent a lot of money and I went to this and I went to that and spent a few thousand dollars here and a few thousand dollars here and it didn't serve me in the way I needed. And that's okay. Yes. You know, but um, to grow, actually, you have to fail. You have to fail to keep pivoting. Like you have exactly. Yeah. So you can't get caught up in that. We've all done it, right? Everyone's done it. Everyone's done it. So I think that's more of the control part. You know, you know, you can't control everything to an extent. So that was for me because I was scared, like, oh, I'm investing so much money. And I did, and I'm fine with it. But now looking back, I realize, you know what? I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it because that helped me learn such a huge, huge part of, um, you know, of just moving forward. And it really helped me to just understand and just kind of be a little bit more conservative, but ask more questions. I mean, and what a gift with that practice that gave you the education for the MGE, because this is another thing we always speak about in order to have a growth minded team as well. And yourself, you have to invest again, that goes back to the money and not wanting to spend it like on yourself. 
or your team, it is so critical and important that you're growing yourself, but also your team members and investing in them, you know? So and spending that money because for you, I mean, like I said, gosh, look where you are. Do you look back and think like, gosh, that was what a mentor, like in reflection, literally that kind of started this path and journey with the psychology and all of that and giving you this mindset and you leaning in to seeing like yourself and the growth that you had. And it's crazy. It's crazy. If you think it's, it's wild, honestly, I'm so grateful. They really invested in me. I, I feel like it was a mutual relationship because, you know, I, they invested in me, but I invested back in the business. Like, like it it was a beautiful, beautiful, you know, um, relationship. And till this day where we talk, I email them, I send them pictures of what's going on in my life. And, you know, we follow each other on Instagram and I look back and I'm like, wow, like, yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely worth, um, worth the investment. And, you know, I, I had to invest a lot of time away from my family. Yeah, so yeah. that was tough. And that was a few years. I remember my husband was like, you know, you can't keep coming home at 10 o'clock at night. Like, you no, know, totally. And you don't so, have kids, right? You have fur babies, but not. Yeah. Fur babies, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the point is it, I, I don't regret it. I think that it's gotten to me to where I'm at now and I'm able to help others and it's, and it's great. And I love it. And I refer people to MGE all the time. You know, it just depends on where they're on their journey. Some people yes. don't, are not ready for that or don't have the time commitment to do two, three years of schooling with them. And, you know, sometimes they just need a little bit of help in this area. So it just really depends. There's so many factors that go into it, but I do refer people to MGE or to, you know, other consultants, depending on what their needs are. Right. So that's another thing, you know, what are your needs? What do you need? Need? You know, do you just need a little team building? You know, do we need yeah. a little workshop? Do we need a, a reset of the systems? Like, what do you need? You know, so yeah. there's just so much to it. And you understand like, that. There's huh? a, like, I don't know. There's so, I mean, we've gotten that too. They're like, I don't even know like what I need. I just know like I'm not happy. Like I'm not, I've had people just break down in tears and be like, I don't even know. I'm just so miserable. Like not even knowing where to start. Like, oh, yeah, that, that's true broke, you know, with everything. So, um, because I love that. I love, and this is even when it comes to speaking, like I would prefer to have, you know, the, the hot seat. Like I, I would rather talk with people than at people, you know, when it comes to that, the same thing with, when it comes to coaching, like I want to help them specifically with what them to dial in, like what that pain point is, you know, and then, and then break through it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting journey because for me, that all came kind of by default, which, um, you know, then, like I said, even for me, even for me, that's done it built over, you know, seven figures under 24 hours, like all the things, all of the things, um, I had the limiting belief when people asked me to coach, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a coach. Well, you know, that I had to get around that. And I signed up for coaching school, which I'm like in the coaching school. Like I just spent all this money and like, okay, I know these things and I'm coaching the people in our breakout sessions. And they're like, God, you're kind of like, okay. But it just helped, like I said, just kind of reiterate to me that, that I knew the things and, and all of that. But we're, we're always in for me too. I was like, it's just more growth. You know, we're always evolving and growing and you always take nuggets from, from everything and everybody, you know, that we meet along the way, which is, which is awesome. So yeah, I love it. But like I said, I'm sure with you two as visionaries, um, always evolving and thinking about different, different ways to try to, to help, you know? Um, 
So I'm, I'm interested. I can't wait to continue to watch your journey and see where it takes you. Um, you know, yes, me too. I'm excited. Next There's week. a lot of good things coming in the next few months. I can't reveal too much, but <laughs> dying. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah, ah. I'm really excited. Um, um, I've been, you know, I've been very blessed and I'm happy and, and I worked hard too. So, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, but I'm so excited for the future and, um, and I'm, I'm excited to connect with you and other women and help support them in any way that I can and help bring as much value to the community as I can as well. And I think that's what it's about. It's about, like you said, serving. And that's my true purpose. That's what I love to do. Help others serve others. And, you know, I try to do it in the best way that I can. You are a beautiful human, like person. I love everything about you. I can, like I said, I felt your energy through Instagram and especially here too. You've just like got a beautiful soul. And I know like it just Thank ran you. through. Thank so I'm you. so um, excited, like I said, to see what this thing is and like where you're going and everything. Um, where, so obviously, so I know your Instagram, you want to share with you, um, do I mean share with you? Sorry, my phone. Also, my phone's like blowing up. Did you, uh, oh, your handle. Um, and then where can people find you? So um, they can email me at daniellarskeen at gmail.com and I can text that to you or they can find me on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a website, but it's it's not the dental website. So I don't want to give that website. Um, and daniella underscore skeen. I think that's it. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So you can reach out to me there. And um, I'm, like I said, I'm doing more one-on-ones with, uh, with clients right now. So I know you're doing like one to many, I'm doing like one-on-ones cause that's all I can really handle on my plate. But when I serve, I serve, you know, full throttle. I mean, a hundred percent. So, yeah. and I also, if I can't serve you, I'll be honest, like that's the type of person I am. I'll be like, listen, I, I have too much on my plate. I cannot serve you in the way that you should be served. Let me pass you off or whatever. I love that. And so, so I love that because that's the one thing with the one-on-ones that I started doing. I was like, it takes a lot. It's a lot. Of it's a lot. It's energy. a lot. Yeah. Everything when you are serving, cause you are, we are all in for the transformation. So it's, yeah, it's a beautiful thing though. Um, but to your point, you can't take everyone and not everyone's going to be the right fit. And so to find the right fit, I love that we all have one another um, and yeah, to share the love. So, so thank you so much for- No, thank you. Here. You are awesome. I'm so, I love all the things you're doing. It's, it's awesome. It's amazing. I love all the positivity. It's, I think you have a few Instagrams too, but- <laughs> I, I do. So Today, I, 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 I couldn't keep up. I said, how many Instagram she has? <laughs> I know. Do you know, somebody said, actually, I reached out to like another mentor person, um, through my other mentor, just someone in the space of, um, a branding. Cause you know, sometimes you're in it and I'm the creator. So I will continue to create. I'll be like, Oh, this is needed and this and that and the other, but it gets very to the person on the other side. They're like, okay. Um, I want to be part of something you do, but I don't know where to go. That's what I have heard lately. So I was like, all right, I think it's time to sit where I am and do a full audit and just really kind of create the, ha- the roof and then put things, you know, kind of reorganize. Because when I was doing dentistry, like you are now too, it's very difficult. You're creating and you're serving and you're getting the stuff done, but like it's, you don't have that time to necessarily keep it as organized as you'd like, but I'm like, it's okay because at least I'm, 
I'm getting the things done that need to be done like the right way and everything. But, but sometimes you just need to take a minute and go back um, and kind of dive in. But yes, Instagram obviously is my jam. I've tried to keep, I'm like, okay, let's keep this. So I thought if I have an Instagram for each thing, they'll know what that one thing is, but not so much. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it. I understand. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not techie with Instagram, but I'm learning. I'm learning. So, Girl, you are so. stepping in with your reels. I love it. I'm trying my best, but I had someone ironically, they're like, Danny, you have so much knowledge. You got to talk more. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but the talking people don't want to talk on Instagram. I'm like, that's like the statistics and data is all they want to do is like the videos and like the quick things and the, you know, but, but I'm working on that. So <laughs> I think you need a YouTube channel. Yeah, there we go. Maybe that that's a good point. I didn't think about that one. You so. well, SEO purposes, just like I mean, continue obviously with your with your Instagram, but but you the way that you present yourself and show up and on camera, like all of it. Yeah, YouTube, like I said, because people can find it five years from now, like they're just gonna keep coming back to it. It will help your website, all the things awesome. for the female entrepreneur. And um, yeah, so you can serve all of the people. But thank you. So great. Thank you so much. I'm honored, honestly. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, you are a rock star. I hope You're you have a, a fantastic <laughs> Friday. Okay. Um, I know I'm gonna have a good weekend. Hopefully it's a little sunny, but if not, that's okay. And uh, yeah, cheers to just, you know, community cheers. collaboration and, you know, just doing your thing. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers to life. Cheers to the frosting, the sprinkles, the party, the fun, all Cherry of the things. Top. All right, everyone <laughs> head over and follow Danny. She's fantastic and big things are coming your way. So can't wait to see them all. All right. Until next time, next episode, we'll see you there. Bye.